Stefanski hire you yet? World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, let me bow on humble apologies for letting my anger get the best of me yesterday. That, that, that was one of the most frustrating things I've ever been through. It may happen again today when our internet's not working. In fact, is it working right now? Somebody give me, can you guys even, okay. I mean, you guys know we're having this big concert over here. There's 44,000 uh, demonic people over the hill for this Lost Lands concert. Hey, see if you can pull that up, Jonathan. Go to, uh, so people will understand what I'm dealing with here. The spiritual, uh, go to, uh, um, let's see, go to Legend Valley. Uh, le- t- t- just type in Legend Valley, Legend Valley concert venue, whatever, John. And so people understand what, what I'm talking about here. And they have a big, there's a big concert venue over in the middle of Nephilim Central. That folks, I'll go in, I'll get into that in a, another day. In fact, big news about Nephilim and mounds and everything going on. The, the, uh, um, Mound Builders Country Club, which Mound Builders, Nephilim Mounds, although they tell us it was the Hopewell Indians, has just been been named a a worldwide something. It's a, I mean, it's a big, big deal. It's a national, worldwide trade. Tra- just yesterday, it was determined to be that. And it's funny that's happening while Lost Lands is here. These people are, our property is surrounded by, oh my goodness, Anyway, this is very, very, very demonic. Johnny, I don't know if you can find on that Legend Valley thing. See if you can go down and see just a little video of what's going on. These people, there are at least 44,000 people who have paid uh, $400 for a ticket, $100 a night to camp, and $50 a day to park. And there are 44,000 of them here around me. So the reason, reason I'm telling you that is because I think the, not only is there internet issues, right? Everybody's pulling from the, pulling from the same thing. Uh, I think there's, I just think there's a lot of demonic influence going on around us today. Okay. And you, you know, a lot of people who serve the devil don't know they do. And I'm not saying that everybody that's at Legend Valley is serving the devil. Uh, I'm, folks, you just would not, you just wouldn't believe it. You just, you'd have to see it to believe it. So, um, uh, I apologize yesterday for getting so frustrated because I really, really did, really did. But it, it leads me to another topic that I think is really, really important. If you bear with me for a second, folks, I don't know whoever told you that we can't get mad. I don't know whoever told you that. The Bible says to not let the, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Anger is a good thing. Anger properly directed is a tremendous motivator. It's a lot of times Chad Estes, our good friend Chad Estes, told us that nobody gets mad about mailbox being busted until it's their mailbox. 
And then when it's your mailbox, then you get what we call righteous anger. And what what do you see happen? I was thinking about this yesterday after the show, because, man, I'm telling you, I was lit up yesterday. I I admit it. I was so mad yesterday. Frustrated. And anger. Frustrated. Now, you tell me this. Do we see, when you think about the leader of men, God, whether they be guys on a football field, Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight, the bass, I called him the football coach yesterday. That, the Bobby Knight, the basketball coach at the uh, Indiana University, throwing chairs, screaming at up referees, and the crowd loves it because why? He's a leader of men. He's a leader of men, and he's acting like a leader of men. You say, well, yeah, but coaches, his anger gets the best of it. Yeah, but it probably does sometimes. But that's what made Bobby Knight Bobby Knight, right? So here I am yelling again. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. How about, anybody remember Gomer Pyle? Shazam! Shazam! And Sergeant Carter, remember Sergeant Carter screaming at Gomer all the time? Pay! Pyle! Right? Folks, I'm look, this is me. Not, look. Those of you who know me and my wife, people probably watch this. Michelle, come down here a minute. People probably watch this and say, how could anybody be around that guy? Folks, I, I'm not like, I have my, our grandkids were all over here yesterday, sitting on my lap, drying them off after they went in the bathtub. I'm a loving, caring guy. That's who I am. I'm not angry. People say, I can't watch that show. He gets so angry. Oh, dudes, if you can't understand righteous anger, and how powerful righteous anger is. I'm going to tell you something. In the middle of a football game, you guys have seen it. Maybe not so much anymore. Do you ever see it? Oh, I got in trouble once for it. Do you ever see a coach grab a guy by his face mask and pull him right up to his face? I used to do that. I used to do that a lot. Because when I grabbed a kid by his face mask and pulled him to me, I had his, I had his undivided attention. It didn't hurt him. It didn't hurt him. So get over here. And I grabbed his face mask and I'd pull him. And I would speak to him sternly. Why? Because I have righteous anger. I taught you better than that. And if you're going to keep playing like that, dude, you're going to pay a price for it. You understand? That's This is me. This is not an act, and I'm not an angry guy. Okay? Betty, you around me? Am I an angry guy? I'm not an angry guy. Actually, you're pretty calm and, and very caring yes. and passionate. What you see, so what you see here is this is not an act, but what you see, I'm coaching. This is how I coach. It's how I coach. And can I tell you the truth? A lot of people do not know how to handle it. In fact, some of you watching right now didn't know at the beginning if you could take it. It's like, God, all that guy does is yell, right? Right? You're missing it. You're miss. It's not. It's enthusiasm and passion and righteous anger. I, look, I want you to know this. I don't go around as an angry guy. I, I wish Michelle would come down here and testify. I'm a loving, caring. I bet you I tell Michelle I love her. I bet I tell her 50 times a day. I hug on my grandkids. I kiss them. I, I give them noogies. They love They come running to me. So I, I want you to, you understand? You understand? So those of you thinking, how can that guy's wife stay with him? Jeez. Here she comes. Here's, I'm mad. She, she got her hair. Hey, now she's like, hang on a minute. Uh-oh, we're in trouble here. Sit down here, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Tell them what hair right here over here. Get over here. I really don't want to be seen. You look beautiful today. She got a new oh, hair. Got a haircut. Your colors are kind of are kind. There you go. They're blended. Really Tell them what a wonderful, lovely we guy. We really, really. Hello. Hi. 
Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just listening, and I just, I can't believe he has to defend his teaching and coaching to these people who get mad because he yells. He's really a kind, sweet, loving man. I've been married 44 years to him. You think I would Do I brought me change no. People that can't take it, I'm getting angry. You're a bunch of wimps. You can't take coaching. He said, <laughs> go somewhere else. He's yelling and it changes things. He's not that way all the time. He's a coach. That's what he's supposed to do. Grow up. Put your big boy panties on and take it, people. Amen. Just get mad because he has to defend himself to you. She, she barks back at me too. Right. right. That makes me mad too. But look, hey, look. If if you're, I'm just telling you. If you're around me, I'm a happy guy, man. I'm a fun-loving, happy guy. All right. So those of you out there, you don't know me from that yet, right? You don't. You don't know me. And. You don't know that just before we came down there, I took out a whip and beat Michelle, made her come down here and talk like this. So, right? Yeah, right. She'd take you out, coach. Okay. <laughs> so so thank you, sweetheart. Look at that coming down to defend me, right? So so I'm, here's, here's what I said, because we get new viewers every day. And the same reaction I get every time is, God, I can't take that. I can't take that yelling. In fact, Steve Deck said that. The first time he he saw my show, he said, oh, man, I don't know if I can take it. I can't take all that yelling. Now, the reason that you can't take all that yelling probably is something in your past. Whether it was a whatever, some kind of relationship, somebody, whatever, that didn't, that didn't sit well with you. And every time you hear that, you subconsciously think of that and all that kind of stuff. So I want you to know that my anger is not anger. It's passion. It's passion. And it's it's the way I've always coached my whole life. And everything I do, I do with all my might. All right. So I just wanted to I wanted to apologize, first of all, that I that I got so mad yesterday because the system wouldn't work. And then this morning I kind of re- realized I should have had you prepared for Legend Valley. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Show you some videos of what actually is going on. Now, folks, this concert goes on all night. It's not a day concert. They they sleep all day. These 44,000 people, they sleep all day. And then at night, they're up over the hill. It's like you can you just can't even believe it, right? Now, listen. Reggie, Stephanie, others, you don't think they're conjuring up spirits here? You don't think there's evil spirits dancing around all around, not on our property, because we've taken authority over it. But you think that they're not looking in here, trying to get down in here? Trying Amen. To mess- huh? It's everywhere. They're everywhere. So um, just thanks. Thanks for under- understanding understand what's going on here. Cool. Uh, it's first day of fall. Today's first day of fall. You know, that's September 21st. It's what they call the, uh, was it? It's not the Equinox. Yeah, it's Equinox in there. Vernal equinox is that the one it is, but the real first day, uh, the real equinox is the twenty third coming up here in, in two days. That's the time when the supposedly have equal amounts of uh, daylight and darkness. Is what I call equal nox, equal night, equal night, equal night. So we're in the midst of, uh, if we were to really, really dive into it, we're in the midst of some really, really demonic stuff going on all around the world right now because the pagans, those who believe in that stuff, it's like. It's like New Year's Eve for them, friends. You get it? Do we understand it? Now, some of you don't believe in that stuff. I do. I, I believe in it. And uh, 
So understand the times in which we live. Tomorrow, listen, we're going to have a special show tomorrow. Stephanie says, I'm in here. You have no idea what they do, and most would not believe it. She's, hang on here. Can you get in this real quick, Steph? Are you able to get in here? Um, I'm trying to read the text she said, because it's about this. She hey, says, go ahead. So what's going on right now, Steph? Um, that's all energy that feed darkness. They pharmacia, and when I say pharmacia, I'm talking about, you know, like the mushrooms, the things that actually open up all the different things that open up. They're dancing. Um, that's raising energy. There's a lot of sex. There's a lot of sex that goes on at the end of that one. You know, they raise that. All that energy is going towards that Nephilim mound right mm-hmm. there. Feeding it at the same time that it's, you know, the fall equinox. So all the things line up on all of the, you know, all the ancient spots mm-hmm. on this time. It's a power day. At the same time, they have this huge ceremony feeding yep. it. So, Stephanie, and there's, Stephanie, there are 44,000 people here. Something common has drawn them, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, oh, not yeah. like, it's not like the Beatles or Jimmy Buffett. or It's, it's, not, it's not like, in fact, folks, there aren't even any bands. They're not even, it's all, if you can see on that screen there, it's all done on this screen. And techno. It's, it's techno. It's techno. It's techno. Oh. The, mm, mm, mm. It's the pulse beat. And the beats also put you into a trance. It's yep. a trance yep. mode. Yep. And when you go into trance mode and you're dancing and there's fire and your eyes see and your ears hear and you're putting your feet on this evil ground and you're celebrating and your arms are up and you're singing and dancing, that's creating a cone of power that's going up into the atmosphere, that's feeding the air, the principalities of the air that are there right now in the Legend Valley with all of these little, even if they don't even know what they're doing, they're still feeding the energy. It's still there. But there are there that do know exactly what they're doing at this time. And, and it's then, all there in the mound in it's the all heart of the town Ohio. And for those of you who are on the uh, who haven't been watching this very long, the, uh, L.A. Marzulli may not may, that name may not mean anything to you, but he's a good Christian man who has studied the Nephilim, the fallen angels, and all that. And L.A. Marzulli tells us right here is Nephilim Central. Right here where I live is Nephilim Central. And the largest, oh man, I could just go on and on. I, I, I'm not going to. The largest pyramid in North America. Are you listening to me? The largest pyramid ever erected in North America was right on the property at Legend Valley. It's right over the hill. And they took 27,000 wagon loads of of that pyramid, and they reinforced Buckeye Lake, which Buckeye Lake's right out over here. They built a dam out of of those demonic stones. The largest, I'll I'll do a show on that at some point, okay? I'll do a show on it. I got got to move on. uh, So that's why we're fighting here. We're all fighting it. Uh, Don't forget, prepare to stand this weekend. Look, Look, I don't. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. And can I tell you something I know? When we talk about retirement, some of you get nervous. We all get nervous. Some of you invest are vested in Social Security. That's the only retirement you have. Friends, if the economy crashes, you ain't going to have any Social Security. But many of you have pensions or 401ks. And once you hit, I think it's 57 and a half or whatever, you can't touch it up to them. But once you hit that age, then you can, then you can begin to do stuff. You can put them in Roth IRA. You can do all that stuff. And we're going to give you an option to talk about a a 401k that you direct. In other words, you get a checkbook 
and you can buy gold, silver, property, whatever. And, and so all I'm trying to do is help you to understand if you are, are you looking at me? I don't, I don't want to scare you. But if you think your retirement nest egg is going to be there in three years, I got a, I got a shot I'm going to give you. I got a jab for you, okay? Now, scary as that may seem to you, you need to be informed, to make an informed decision. Rich Wallace says if you're, the economy crashes, your 401k is gone. You say, well, I don't have a 401k. I, am, I have a pension through my, uh, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Where do you think your pension is invested? It's invested in the stock market. Markets go up, markets go down. So here you are at age 68. And the market's getting ready to go down. And guess who's going to get left holding the bag? That's what Prepare to Stand is about on Saturday. You don't have to watch it live. You can watch it later on. You can show it to all your family, all your friends, your brothers, your sisters. Maybe you're part of a big family that has a, a the father's getting going to pass it sometime and all that estate's going to go to all your brothers and sisters. Get a copy of this. Pass this to all your brothers and sisters so they understand exactly what's going on. You with me? I want to move on because I got I got some great stuff. Okay. But, uh, uh, man, come on, man. This is this is 30 bucks, 30 bucks. And most of that really is just swallowing up our cost to, to put this whole thing together. It's, it's not easy to do. Okay, cool. Uh, anybody for the good of the group? Myra's got her hand up. Go quickly, and then I'm going to dive into something. Yes, um, Coach, in regard to secondary trauma, in regard to the yelling, I'm going to use um, the Bible verse that Betty Perkins sent to me that is very appropriate. Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Thank Amen. You. Amen. It can't be. And by the, by the way, tomorrow on Friday's show, uh, Randy Lunsford got over. Randy's one who, who, uh, did uh, all the legwork on us going and staking the courts. And uh, Randy said the, the testimonies of some of you people sound like Ross, Ross Perot. The testimonies are powerful. And we're going to talk, we're going to give you a chance to testify about specifically what happened when you, when 12, it's really pretty amazing, isn't it? To think this little band of warriors simultaneously went to 12 different states 12 different federal buildings and took authority over them. And a lot of you had, had some uh, great experiences. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. And yes, yeah, somebody just texted me. Uh, we did stake that. <laughs> we staked that pyramid up there. We went up there, I don't know, a year ago in the spring. And we staked it. I've staked a lot of stuff around here. But I know uh, we staked sky-high property. So we staked it. That's why, anyway. You guys are getting bored. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm trying to bore you. I'm just telling you, this stuff is real. And it's happening right now at the <laughs> on September 21st this weekend. They're all over the hill, so thick. What, what would make people drive in their car from Colorado to come to this thing? Huh? They did. They have. They're everywhere. All right, cool. Where are you, Coach? I'm right here. Bear with me. I'm trying to find my links. I just sent it. No, that's not it. I can't even find what I sent you this morning. There it is. All right, thanks. Thanks. All right. Um, 
Hey, I want to introduce to you a, a real quick website. I keep forgetting it to uh, put it out there, Jonathan. Number two is called targetedjustice.com. Man, oh man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do much there. I'm just gonna put this in the chat if you can, Johnny. Targetedjustice.com. And then click on, I don't care what it is. You click on jeez, oh, <laughs> crime the information that they have there. Click on uh, legal. Just click what can you click on what can you what you can do. Click on and look at that drop-down box, what you can do. And it has a list of things. People, you know what Chad has to Chad called me yesterday. You know, Chad said, he's right, folks, that we're everywhere. Now, I don't mean Coach Dave Live. Believers are everywhere. They're everywhere. And there are many, many people who are doing a lot of things, and the Lord is getting ready to bring all this together. He's getting ready to bring it all together. And this, this uh, website, you get on that website, man, and you will, you're just going to be blown away with all the information. How about gang stalking? You ever heard of that? Gang stalking going on? It's all really, really good. So I'm not going to take you through it. I'm just going to tell you that gang stalking is real. CIA mind control explains everything to it. I've never seen a website quite like it. And that website is called what? Targetedjustice.com. You, you click on that thing, you may be in there for a month. You may not be able to get out of there. There's some really, really good stuff. In fact, I'm going to have to start putting it on my daily search because I always got new stuff that's, that's popping up in there. Okay, cool. Let me, let me uh, because yesterday got so out of control, um, I got some things I really think are really, really important, and I'd kind of like to do a review of yesterday now that I'm, I'm, my mind's working and I'm not as frustrated. You with me okay? And so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, go over old information, but I think it's, it's I think it's important to do it. So if you could, uh, Mr. Producer, pull up uh, Deion Sanders against number eight and start at the 745 mark because I want to play this again. Here's, here's what's going on. Status quo. You looking at me? Status quo gives you status quo. Status quo. Hey, Johnny, look that up. Status quo. Status. What did it say the definition of uh, of uh, of insanity was doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity, right? So status quo is maintaining the status quo. What's that say, John? The existing condition or state of affairs. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Well, everything's not okay. And we saw a disruptor in Donald Trump come in. And what did Donald Trump do? He was a disruptor of the status quo. Say what you want to about him, whether he was a plant. I, I don't even want to get into that debate. But disruptors change things. Disruptors do. So Deion Sanders said yesterday when he went into the University of uh, when Colorado hired him, he, uh, he, I'm, I'm going to play this clip. And here's what, here's what he's telling you. He's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. He went in, he saw a football team that hadn't won one game last year and saw coaches who coached a football team that only won one game. He saw a football team that the coaches had, re- had recruited the players who only won one game. And he said, if I'm going to win some games here, I'm going to have to disrupt some things. And that's what he talks about here. So I, I want you to understand, friends, oh, Lord, thank you. Christianity needs disrupted. It needs disrupted. 
If, if, if we think that we're going to continue this Christianity, this best life now, uh, uh, what, what, was Joe, what was Rick Warren's book? Uh, purpose-driven drivel. If, see, if we're going to keep doing that stuff, folks, it isn't going to get it done. The status quo is not going to get it done. If electing, if electing Republicans was a solution, we would have already seen a change, and that is not the solution. So we have to be a disruptor. That's why I want you to watch this video real briefly again, because you're going to see that Deion Sanders is a disruptor. And many of you are living, uh, don't you? I'll tell, okay, I'll tell them more. Many of you are living in a family that needs disrupted. And by that, I mean, some of you, some of us, we need to regain control of our environment. Man of the house, you got to become man of the house again. Huh? Oh, yes, you do. If you look around and your family is in disarray and you see your grown children acting like fools, then uh, your family structure needs some disarray. It needs some, huh? Oh, yeah. It needs somebody to come and turn the thing. Jesus Christ, you remember this? We don't talk about this a whole lot. Jesus Christ walked into the temple and he saw the status quo. And would anybody know what he did when he walked into that temple? Did he pray over them and tell them how much he loved them and uh, he had a wonderful plan for their life? Did he do that? No, 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 no. No, he went and he flipped over some tables because Jesus Christ was the ultimate disruptor. Uh, oh, yes, he was. He was the ultimate disruptor. And we're in a time and a place right now where the enemy is doing all the disrupting. And we are sitting in status quo. And status quo means if you continue to do what you've always done, you're, all, you're going to get what you always got. And that's where we are. Our election system is broken. Our criminal justice system is broken. And so we have to come up with a, uh, we have to begin to disrupt. You saw what happened on January 6th when we went to disrupt. You saw what happened, right? Huh? Yeah, oh yeah. It's the same thing that would happen to you if you try to cause a disruption in your church. That exact same thing is going to happen. They're going to run you out. They're going to call the police. They're going to tell you that you're hateful. And then, hey, listen, how, are you guys looking at me? How's that love message worked? Huh? How's that Jesus loves you message work? Is it working for you? Is it working good for you? Working good with your kids? Hmm? You used that one. You took them to Sunday school and they did all that crap that they did in Sunday school. And they drew, they drew pictures of whales and arcs and zebras and that they, saying, Jesus loves me. This, they did all that. Is that working for you? How's that working? Right? So we're in a, a don't, don't, don't miss this. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate disruptor. He's the ultimate go against the flow. <laughs> he is. He is. And so, uh, Dion, I don't know if you saw this about, I'm not, idolizing Deion Sanders down because he's even for me, pretty brash, but see it's confidence, right? He has a brashness. People don't like confident men. They don't like them. They don't like them. And Deion Sanders made a statement the other day. I, I've tried to find it out. Maybe I can find it tomorrow where he said, listen, Deion Sanders said to the media and said to the people in Colorado, listen, I serve Jesus Christ and I'm going to use that name a lot. And if you don't like it, there really isn't a whole lot you're going to do about it because that's who I serve. Now, dudes, that's brash. That's disruptive. In a community where they don't worship Jesus Christ, they worship the sun and the moons and the mountains and whatever. It's one of the most liberal cities in America. And Deion Sanders has come in and he's become a disruptor. So I want you to watch this video again from yesterday and look at it from a perspective of him being a disruptor. Go ahead.
for Portal, an open market for athletes to find new schools. I promise you it's my job to get rid of them. And make room for superior It's my job to get rid of you, he said. In. More than 50 players eventually transferred out. You got here and you didn't pull punches. You told some have, of these guys. I, have I ever? You take a team that's won one game and you fire the whole coaching staff. So who did the coaching staff recruit? The kids. So the kids are just as much to blame as the coaching staff. Oh, hold, hold, it, hold, it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. What about in your house? Hmm? Who's to blame of the, disru- of, the, of the condition of your home? The kids or the coaching staff? Go ahead. A multitude of them can help us get to where we wanted to go. You told most of these guys, the more you jump in, the more room you're going to make. Those of you we don't run off, we're going to try to make you quit. Yeah. You made it very clear. Yeah. Now, if you went for that, if you was, were able to let words run you off, you ain't for us because we're old school staff. We coach hard. We coach tough. We're Freeze disciplined. Narr- if you let words run you off, if you quit watching Coach Dave just because you didn't like the sound of it, just well, you're not. We don't need you. That's what he said. I didn't say that, right? If you if you can't get past being offended by words, well, you're not good to us. Go ahead. So if you're allowing verbiage to run you off because you don't feel secure with your ability, you ain't for us. If some kid said, you know what? No, I'm staying. You're not going to run me off with your words. Right. Stay. So prove it. I'm sure that your straight talk was appreciated by some. But is is this scorched earth policy good for for college football or for the kids? I think truth is good for kids. Truth is good. We don't even recognize the truth no more in, in society. We want everybody to feel good. That's not, that's not the way life is. Now, it is my job to make sure I have what we need to win. That right. makes a lot of people feel good. Winning does. I, I got to push back on this. You're, you're a father of college Five. athletes. Yes. If they called you and say, hey, we got a new coach, and they're telling me to get in the transfer portal. I say, son, you must, be, you, you must not be doing well. That's hang on. You, you hang must on. Not hang be on. Doing. Hang on. Hang on. He said, son... It's not the coach's fault. It's your fault. Hey, friends, are you looking at me? It's not the pastor's fault. It's your fault. It's, it's, not your, it's not your wayward child's fault. It's your fault. Why? Because you compromised when you shouldn't have compromised. You didn't stand when you should have stand, stood. You were silent when you should have spoke. You spoke when you should have been silent. So you look at your children, and they're a reflection of you, me. You get it? That's, that's all Deion Sanders is saying. And then isn't it, isn't it amazing? You can get away with it in football, but you can't get away with it in the church. Somebody say, man, I feel like I don't have any friends out there. You, amen. Can't, you can't point this out. In the amen. Huh? You can't point out in the church. Hey, hey, look, look. Hey, dude, sorry. Quit, come, quit coming and whining to me every day about what the devil's doing to you. Look, you may, be, you may, may need to find another church. We're a warring church here. We, we we pull down strongholds here. And if you can't get by the fact, what? By the way, everything going on in your life, it's your fault. It isn't somebody else's fault. Take responsibility for it and do something about it. Go ahead with Dion. Well, because you should be an asset and not a liability. Yes, you should I'm be an asset, kids. not a liability. Include Shadur, yeah, you can stop it right there. Huh? You come in here to Coach Dave, you ought to be an asset, not a liability. Huh?
Oh, yeah. The, you shouldn't be. Uh, look, I'm just telling you, you shouldn't be in the after show talking about others. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Because if you're doing that, amen. you are a liability. You are not an asset. You're not an asset. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff in it. Huh? So some of you, it's amazing, really, how much the women are drawn to this, are drawn to this. Why? Because deep inside in the heart of a woman, she's looking for strong male leadership. Now, look, see, part of the problem is some of you women were with a male leader who wasn't godly. And so he took his masculinity and he took his authority and he used it as a hammer. Ask Michelle if I could bring her back down here. Amen, coach. I know, huh? I got I have a velvet hand. I have a velvet thundering hand. Meaning what? It comes down just as hard as a rock, but it doesn't feel as bad. Are you, are you guys with me? And so a lot of you, oh God, I could I could go on and on and on and on. A lot of you men out there, you want your wife to respect you when you got no reason for her to. <laughs> you ain't got no reason to. You're looking at porn, you're drinking beer, you're sitting around on the couch not doing, doing anything, and then you want her to respect you. And then women, you're sitting there, and you're mad that your husband won't lead, and you won't follow, even if he does lead. You just want to argue and push. I'm just telling you the truth. I understand how this thing works, right? And so what happens? Well, you end up in a divorce, so you can go find somebody else that you can manipulate. Oh, I said, there I said it. So uh, we are. I'm trying my best to try to prepare all of us to understand the time that is coming before us. And I can tell you, if all hell breaks loose, I know my daughter and her husband are with me. I know my other daughter and her husband are with me. I know my son is with me. I know. I know that. Right. I know that. And you would have to admit, wouldn't you, that some of you have all hell breaks loose. They're not with you. In fact, they are your greatest opposition right now. Right? How much time do I have left? Let me see. Because the Bible tells us that your enemies will be those of your own household. Okay, I got I got 24 minutes. And see, this is the this is where I got yesterday, and I want to open it up and I want to dive into this, but golly, I can't yet because I'm going to get about halfway through it and not be done. Look, folks, I don't live in your house, and you don't live in mine. So I don't know what goes on in your house, and you don't know what goes on mine. But I can promise you this. The major problem that you have in your home is you. By that, I mean the way you deal with the problems around you. Right? That's it. That's it. Your children are behaving the way they behave because you trained them to. You said, well, I didn't train them to. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. If your dog keeps pooping on your carpet, is it your fault or the dog's? Come on, is it your fault or the dog's? So if your children keep pooping on the carpet, is it your fault or the dog's? The kid, if your children keep coming in your house and pooping in your punch bowl, is it your fault or your kids? And for the most part of them, when they do come in and poop in your punch bowl, most of you just go get a new punch bowl. You with me? I'm talking. This is this is this is hard coaching, man. This is hard coaching. But look, 
it was, uh, I can't remember who said it, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Some of you aren't tough yet. Some of you aren't. Think you are. You're on your mouth. Act like you ain't tough. No, you're not tough. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a little bit of gravel in your gut for the times that we're coming in. Roger, you had your hand up. I'm not. Look, I'm. I'm going to try. <laughs> what I have to present is so good, but I have to have. I need time to lay it out, and we'll get to it. We'll get. We won't get to it. To, we'll try to get to it on Monday. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. I don't want this to be a monologue, right? No, hang on. One more thing. I don't know Laura Ann. She, her hands up. I do not know her. But I got to tell you something. I love her spunk. I don't know if I'd want to be married to her, Laura Ann. I'm just telling you the truth. I love your spunk, right? I love your spunk. And many of you, we know each other simply through this. We don't really know each other. We really don't. But I want you to know that if you're watching this show, if you're part of this queue, I really, I really do. I'm trying to do what's best for you. I don't know your situation, but I'm trying to coach you up the best that I can. Because I look at my own life and the mistakes I made and said, daggone, if I'd have done this, that's a job of a coach. I, t- I, told, I told the parents when I'd have a meeting with them, you guys have heard me say this before. I said, listen, I love your son too. They're complaining because Tommy isn't playing. I, and I'd say, listen, I love your son too. I just don't love him the way you do. I love him enough to give him not what he wants, but what he needs. And if you think about it, Use parents, all of us as parents, for the most part, we spend a heck of a lot more giving our children what they want rather than what they need. Amen? Amen. Come on in, Lauren. Good morning, Coach, and thank you. As I've been listening the last couple of days, um, we, kid, first, first off, kids aren't playing on really playing on sports anymore they're sitting at home on watching video games and they have no idea what it takes what it takes to be a part of a team when you're i i played um 16 i'm from chicago since so i played 16 inch softball you know for almost 30 years i can can smell that toughness in you by the way yeah i don't play softball with a mitt i play with my hands and um i don't know how to not say time out, jam my time out tape, wrap my fingers, something first baseman, pull it, you know, and then wrap it and keep going. I, I don't understand any other mentality. <laughs> and when my daughter and I, I never gave my daughter the excuse because you have autism is why you fail. Autism is why you succeed. And that, and that when my daughter was called an athlete, when she was 10 years old, it's flipped a switch in my head. And I'm like, oh, I know how to parent now because I'm, I'm an athlete. I know you have to train. You have to work out. You have to work out in the gym. You need a training schedule. You have good days. You have bad days. You have off training. Bad but what I was listening to an interview with some football players and, um, and it just, and about how you become when you're a professional football player and this is your life and this is what you do. You have to do the reps. You have to show up for practice. If you stay in the locker room and you don't get on the field and practice and figure out the offense, the defense, how to do runs, how to how to get to first and goal, and how to kick whatever it is in life, whether it's first and goal because you need a job, because it's first and goal, you're you're at an IEP meeting. 
you you got to get on the field and play. And then you've got game day. And coach, you're training us in the locker room. You're giving us the plays. You get, the playbook is who your coach is 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 God. The Holy Spirit is our co- is our is our trainer. And and you've given us the playbook, and that's the word of God. And if people yeah. can't understand that because you have passion, and I, it breaks my heart that you have to defend yourself because you're a coach who leads, you're a coach who expects the players to show up and play, and when you're wounded, we're going to come together. And if and if I'm saying, okay, my finger is jammed, so then you know Trent will go and go get me the tape, or or Betty will, or you know what I mean. And somebody yeah. will pull my finger; it won't be jammed anymore, and somebody will wrap my finger. That's the way it's supposed to be. Amen. You know, Amen. God said, run your, we're called to run our race. Run to win. He said, run to win. Run. run to you're win. not supposed to walk. Oh. You're not supposed to jog. You're not supposed to sit on the curb and let everybody do it or have somebody else do it for it. And when those dudes, when those dudes carried that, their friend on a mat and brought him to Jesus and cut a hole, they actually had to get up and do all of it. They didn't expect you know, fairies to come down and, you know, carry them and say, oh, Jesus. No, they they carried them on a mat, on a dirt road, on a mud, you know, and yeah. brought them up, lifted them up and put them there. That's yeah. what we're supposed to do as a team. Okay, so here's, so, so here's what I'm trying to, look, I'm, I'm not making an apology for me today. I'm trying to coach you guys again, right? A coach will give you what you need, not what you want. And if you would, if you would, I'm, t- I'm trying to coach you to coach your family, to coach those around you. Because, as I said, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, it just isn't going to happen. And if there's a re- if if you're not in the game, I used to tell our, if you're not playing, if you're not in the game, it isn't the coach's fault. Well, it could be, maybe he hasn't developed your skill, but you're not. You're not playing well. There's a reason why your butt's on the bench. And if you're going to overcome that, then you're going to have to understand this, that if things are going to change, I'm going to have to change it. I'm going to have to disrupt my comfort zone. If you want your family to come in unity, you can't compromise. you got to disrupt. I'm sorry. Sorry. You have got to disrupt. And the worst thing, last thing, and I'm going to get Tim in here. I'm going to get Roger in here. Roger next. The worst thing you look are you looking at me? Shame on you. Shame on you. When your kids were growing up and they weren't playing well, you blamed the coach. Shame on you. Blame the coach. He doesn't like you. He has favorites. I've lived it all, right? Oh, Coach Dave, why why he's got his favorites. Oh, shame on you. You want to be one of my favorites? Get in the weight room, work your ass off. Play hard, you'll be one of my favorites. I promise you. Don't sit in the peanut gallery. Tell me I'm, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, think I'll eat a worm. Come on in, Roger. Real quick, but even Deion Sanders would make the comment, and as I listened to that, that his style of coaching would not work in the NFL. That's right. He said that. That's right. So that's right. I think it's important um, if, if you're the coach, and I've never been a coach, you assess the environment. Now, and that's not bad. That's not bad saying that. He wouldn't work in the NFL. He recognized his style would never work in the NFL. Yes, that's right. And the other thing I might add is I think we want to be careful because I see this in my office. You know, you see, I see parents regularly and they're downtrodden and cast, you know, because of their child. And 
I agree. Environment is a huge pillar of how your kid got where he got. But I think you've got to weigh in on the issue of the sinful nature of mankind. That plays into, because if a parent believes it was all him, there's a huge guilt that will hover over the parent. That's right. I think the parent has to take environmental responsibility. You know, I, I agree wholeheartedly. But there's a couple other pillars, and the one I can think of right now is is the sin nature of man. Mm-hmm. I've had perfect parents in my office. You would look at them, and if they're being, you know, what? And, the, you know, their son's in, the, in his third marriage, or his son's, it's the third criminal charge. And you're like, you were, you raised him in Arlington, you did everything, all boom, 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 boom. But it just didn't catch. So I agree, a key pillar is environment. I think another key pillar is the sin nature of man. I I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't uh, dis- I couldn't agree with you more, Roger. And I, I somebody just put in here, yeah, transfer portal going to ruin football. Do you know? Do you know right now? Do you know that Deion Sanders at the University of Colorado is getting contacted hundreds of times a day by college athletes who want to transfer in and play under him? Did you guys know that? Huh? Did you know that? Why? Because in the heart of every young man is the desire to be driven to greatness. And they see it. And they hear that. They hear that non-compromising my way or the highway attitude. And they want it. Yes, sir, they sure do. It's going to revolutionize. Revolutionize the world. Unashamed Christian man tells them right up, I serve Jesus. I serve Jesus. And because I serve Jesus, I don't want you knuckleheads around here. Now, if you knuckleheads want to come here and behave, then I'm going to work with you. But if you've got another agenda, uh-uh, not here. Not here, baby. And they're coming by the droves. Tim, come on in. So Hang, on, know the- Hang on, Tim. I'm sorry. You guys don't know this. He said it. 50 guys on the team, on the team last year, he wasn't the coach. 50 of those guys left. He brought in 50 brand new players. Why? Because they believed in what he was talking about. Go ahead, Tim. You know, we, we talk about the proof is in the pudding about what we do. You know, uh, I'm a pastor. I was for, you know, 30-some years. But I was also a coach. And uh, my 40-year-old son in baseball had 700 average. Soccer, he's all-American. He's 40 years old. He just ran a 100-mile marathon. And here I am teaching Romans every year. I'll tell you why. It's because we use the word like power. We think it's the Star Wars. May the force be with you. Well, let me tell you something. The only power it is is charisma. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if you want power in your life, you have to have an intimate relationship with God. The only thing that comes by power is Jesus Christ living in you to do great Mm. works of exploits. So if you are a Christian and you are weak, it's because you don't have a relationship with God. I hate to say this, but a lot of Christians out there are wussies because you don't pray, you don't read the Bible, you don't lead anybody to Christ. Amen. Right? So if you've never led anybody to Christ, let me tell you something. The great hallmark, the high water level mark, is leading somebody to Jesus and discipling them. And if you are a Christian and you have never done that before in your life, shame on you. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Shame but on you. But they haven't been trained. 
they haven't been trained. They don't know how to do it. Well, then why don't we do it? You know, I'll the, tell you why. Because I'll tell you something. Everybody watches the TV preachers, and they want money. They want fame. They don't want yep. to pay the price to disciple somebody, have to eat with them, teach with them. You know, I'm gonna, let me tell you one last thing, Coach, as a pastor. We had so many people saved off of drugs. We had people throwing up. We had people doing the most craziest things in our church. People used to call us a garbage can church, right? Because right. they were the misfits of the world. But that's what people are. They're the misfits. We're all misfits. We're all yeah. misfits. Amen. You know what? So, Coach, you know what I say? You know, I'm giving you a high five. My, my hand's raised right now on the screen. I'm giving you a high five. I'm looking at your glasses. I'm giving you a high five. Keep it up. Keep Amen. it up. I am, baby. I am for sure. I'm sure. I'm for sure. Don, Donica, I'm going to call you later on today. I promise. I've got, I got, it's been crazy busy. Uh, Amos, come on in, Amos, then Randy. Amos, unmute yourself, dude. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Hey, I want to speak to leadership. I want to speak to fathers. I want to speak to, uh, we've talked about a lot of things. Uh, Coach uh, uh, Dion, it's all about truth. We have to have the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. I grew up, uh, I'm 52 years old, and I grew up, no electricity, no running water. Uh, uh, with all the things against me and and the thing that and and i've got a brother and a sister and we're all i don't want to say quote unquote successful i mean i we all own our own business uh we've got a good life we're um uh middle class all of us or more uh, and i grew up with the lord and truth and yeah. that is synonymous the lord is the truth Amen, and and it's 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 not all about your approach, although it is, but it's about being truthful, truthful with yourself, truthful with your children. And and I'm a fa- I'm a homeschool family. We've got uh, five children, and it's all about being truthful with your wife, with your friends, with your family, and uh, and uh, the leadership of the Lord. So it, it has it has because we all have different personalities we do. and, and we have different approaches and it's, it, that is, um, so to be mean or, or not mean, but to be f- straightforward, that's one approach to be soft. Yeah. That's one approach. Yeah. They'll all work. If you are truthful. That's right. That's everybody right. have, a good, everybody well, have yes. a good day. Amen. Well said, well said, by the way, uh, thanks Amos. <clears throat> uh, I want to ask yourself something. <clears throat> I've heard people say to me that getting angry is a sin. You guys heard that, right? It's sinful. Can't be angry. Don't be angry. Uh, somebody help me out here. Did Jesus ever get angry? Huh? Did he ever go in and anywhere and flip over the tables? Was he smiling when he did that? I wonder. Hmm? Did Jesus Her, ever how about Matthew chapter 23 when he was calling them all kinds of names? He called them names, wasn't he? He was a name caller, right? Why? Because he was a disruptor. Jesus Christ was a disruptor. And by the way, he'll disrupt your life. Oh, yeah, he will. Yes, he will. Randy, come on in. Coach, the, the weak, the weak coaching, the weak Christianity, the weak everything. By the way, those are some really good comments, Coach, from the people here. But if you're going to, it's okay in weak times. 
But coach, you can't win a battle with weakness. And, and that's what we're getting ready to face, this battle. Compromise is weakness. Compromise is defeat. Go ahead. Amen. So, Coach, you you got to pick up the weapons, and some of them are invisible. But sometimes it's it's sometimes it is they're not. It's you. It's your body being the weapon. It's your it's your voice being the weapon. But but we have to know how to use the weapon, Coach. In World War II, the French Hitler walked across France in about three or four days, and then after the war, they when they wanted to sell all the, the rifles, their their advertising said. Never fired, dropped once. <laughs> See, coach, battle comes, it tests you. It really, that's what tells you. That tells you everything. So Never the, fired, what, dropped once. Coming, yeah, they didn't know how to use their weapons, and they had no courage to use them, Coach. That's yep, why yep. they were taken over so quickly. <laughs> when the, when the, the hit, whatever you call this, the poop hits the fan, it's getting ready to, this is what's going to show who the men are, it's going to show what who the church really is. So if you're not a real man and a real Christian, you are going to be exposed, and you you're you'll you'll be like the French. You'll drop your rifle and you'll run. Suck it up, Buttercup. This is what's coming. You're, you're right on, Coach. Amen. I know. Amen. Thanks. Thanks, Clint. Pastor Clint. I want to hear from a pastor. Then Jeff. You know, you were talking about the um, the scripture where it says, "Don't let the." sun go down on your wrath yes and it didn't make sense to me don't when nighttime comes don't be mad could this scripture mean do not stop being angry at evil that's right you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't don't. In other let, words, this, that's right. In other words, the sun never goes down when fighting evil, right? Right. Continue right. to fight it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a little insight. Amen. 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 See, uh, where did we get the idea that being angry was wrong? So, John, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a tip today. I don't know how I'll get it to you. He pulled up seven times Jesus was angry. John on his own pulled that up. There's seven. The church tells you Jesus didn't get angry. Why did they lie to us like that? Jeff Klein, come on in, then Jack. Coach, we just dealt with a girl yesterday, called me up. She had been trying to call churches, trying to get help. She came to the car lot. How do you spell? Spent spent probably an hour and a half with her at the car lot. She just had a lot of problems. I mean, evil, dark. And, you know, everything we've learned from Tom Dunn and Stephanie, the use of this young lady. Then last night, she wanted to get to a church. And I thought, well, Matt's having church down there tonight. So we got her down there. Matt ran. We explained a little bit to the church. He said, we're going to do something a little different tonight. He said, we're going to go through some things here. And then I want everybody to leave. He said, we're going to deal with this young lady tonight. He said, I want two women. He picked up two women, one that brought her there. I had some lady bring her. And JC said, that's it. The rest of you leave. We spent 45 minutes with this young lady. Man, it was it was a little bit ugly. Yeah. But just giving her truth, giving her the Lord, and to walk away from this dark lifestyle she's got. And I, Matt called me just now. We we're talking. One day he wants to know how he's doing. He had a hard time not being able to get to sleep last night, worrying about this young lady. Matt's, Pastor Matt said, you know what? The church don't know how to deal with these people. And they don't <laughs> want to deal with them. And so he's talking. I said, Matt, do you realize that about a year ago, she supposedly come to the Lord in the garage one night. Was there one night, had problems, come to the Lord, and then gone. I said, but I can tell you four years ago or five years ago, 
I called the cops on that girl. I told her to get off my property. Don't ever come back to that car lot. I will have you arrested. She was troubled. Mm. All the cops are in town. Everybody said, Matt says, I'm just looking for a success story that somebody's going to follow Jesus. So we're working with her. That was a Amen. Hey, crazy. Jeff, I, I told you all that, uh, that I went to my uh, uh, a reunion with our 1990 football team. And you know what they all said over and over and over and over? Coach, these are 50-year-old men that I coached. Coach, man, not a day goes by, not a day goes by that I don't call upon something you taught us on that football field. Yeah. Huh? That's, it. That's it. Right? That's it, man. Yeah, create, a, create a legacy. Disrupt. Pastor Matt asked this girl last night. He said, young lady, let me ask you a question. What moved you to go call JC and go to that car lot? And she just looked at me. You know what I mean? But she knew where to go. She needed help. Amen. Amen. Jack. Man, I love the tidbits that drop in this queue. Wow. <laughs> Great stuff. That, that whole idea of not letting the sun go down until your wrath is, is finished. Wow, that's pretty interesting. It um, is, right? Huh? Don't, don't sleep <laughs> on it, baby. Get her done, huh? Yeah. Get her done. Uh, you know, uh, what I really love about the, the, the don't, the Christ is not angry, Christ wasn't angry. He wasn't, he didn't fly off the handle. He left, contemplated it, wove a that's whip, true. and then came back and executed the function. Hey, folks, don't miss what Jack just said. Jesus saw what was going on, and he was probably enraged. But rather than just flying off the handle, he went and sat over in a corner, and he made a whip. And he calmed down so that when he went in there and he started flipping over those tables, he knew that he had the okay to go do it, right? So, look, look, are you you looking at me? This this is going to be the best tip of the day. Weak men use anger to show power. Wait, ho, ho, ho. And it's fake power. It's fake power. You'll see it a lot. Guys get mad. They push back and they bar. Oh, yeah, what about you? Because why? Because they're weak. They're weak. And we have to understand that if somebody really, really loves you, they're going to tell you the truth. And I'm also going to tell you this. Nobody likes correction. Nobody does. But the Bible tells us that whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. In fact, Myra read it this morning. That was our scripture today. Whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth. But if you be without chastisement, verse 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with his sons. For what son is he whom the daddy doesn't? discipline. But if you be without discipline, whereof all are partakers, then you're bastards. You're not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh who corrected us and gave us, we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more be rather in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. If you're a man of God and a woman of God, you ought to welcome correction. God bless you. See you tomorrow.